The views and opinions of the EDGE podcast do not necessarily represent those of Education USA, U.S. Department of State, or the U.S. government. Welcome to The Edge, the Education USA Global Exchange Podcast, broadcasting from the central nervous system of our global network, Washington, D.C. Hello, I'm Amy Hamidi, and I'm delighted to be back with the second Student Perspective episode. In our first episode, we had the pleasure of hearing insights from five international students across different U.S. universities as well as our Education USA Regional Educational Advising Manager, or REAC, for East, Central, and Southern Europe, Gordana Mircek. They discussed strategies for you, U.S. university reps, to enhance your social presence and improve communication with international students. Today, our panel comes together again to discuss essential aspects of facilitating a students' admission journeys and aiding their adjustment to life in the U.S. Are you ready to dive in? My name is Gordana Mircic, and I'm the REAC for East, Central, and Southern Europe, based in Vienna, Austria. I've been with Education USA for a little over six years now. I serve as the bridge between international students and U.S. universities. I'm delighted to be here today for this unique opportunity to be the voice of international students and highlight their perspectives on different aspects of the admission process for the U.S. higher education community. So when we always think about how to facilitate the admission journey for our international students, something that always pops up, at least from my region, an ideal event that I would host if I had the chance to, is um, giving our students a sneak peek of what your classrooms are like. Um, our students can travel to your campuses in most cases, they, they haven't been to your institutions, and then they have this daunting task of, um, preparing their supplemental essays. And their supplemental essays require them to distinguish your institution from another. And while they're super resourceful, they'll peruse your website, they'll try to find everything that they could. One thing that's missing for them is the classroom experience. Um, so I've had sometimes even the advisors try to help out students answer this question. They'll do the research on their own. Um, sometimes um, students are being asked to comment on the curriculum but all they can find on the website is just a catalog of the 3000 courses that are being offered. What resonates a lot with our students is when they can see um, what does the classroom experience feel like? So if I could design an ideal fair for all of my students is I would have them jump from one classroom to another and actually see what a classroom discussion looks like. And one of my advisors suggested, we have these student ambassadors who do the tours at the US universities. If they could throughout that tour, stop by at a classroom and perhaps sit down for a few minutes so that our students can actually see what is going on inside. I think that will definitely resonate with them a little bit more because that will be the missing piece of the puzzle. That will help them answer the question, oh, it was institution A that I preferred more or this particular program than the other. And who knows, perhaps in the future, we'll be able to organize this type of fairs or definitely like to, um, because they will definitely be super useful to international students when answering that one particular question, why do you want this program? Or why do you, why are you interested in our campus um, or university? Thank you, Gordana. 
Now let's hear from Vanessa and Omar about the different factors that helped them to choose the best university in their list. Vanessa, Omar, based on your experience, how did U.S. schools facilitated your admission journey? My name is Vanessa de la Cruz. I am originally from Colombia. Ways that the universities can facilitate our admission process. As I mentioned before, I applied to several. I applied to eight universities, but I did check the process of many more. And um, I think in, the, in terms of researching the, um, the options from universities, it was very useful when I, when I could find like um, on the ways at the different description of the programs and explanation of if it was a master of arts or a, or a master of science and if they had both options. Uh, the explanation of each one and what, how was it different, that was very useful in terms of like researching options. But also uh, looking for the financial aids was a major point for me because I needed to find a university that would fund, if not all, most of my studies. So it was also useful where the universe, when the university had explanation of the financial aid they had, if it was a scholarship or a grant or a GA or GTA or any other kind of assistance and how much will they cover. In terms of these financial aids, I found very important where they offer like a reduced tuition that we can afford, but also help with the health insurance and with other expenses that we can have. So for example, at the end, I was choosing between two universities and I took into account the program, of course, how much I like the program, but I have to be honest, I also took, and it was very important for me, the financial aid they were offered. So for me, was what was determined was the health insurance. One of the universities did not offer any discount or any help with the financial, uh, with the health insurance. While the other one, the one that I'm starting this moment, if I work 20 hours per week, then I'll have my health insurance for free. Hello, everyone. I'm Omar Drira, originally from Tunis, Tunisia. So right off the bat, something that I really appreciated about certain schools was just the fee waivers. You know, if a school gave me a fee waiver, I was much more interested in going to that school and like putting like a lot of effort into um, applying there. It's not per se like a matter of like great, like they waived it, but it was more of a matter of like being understanding and understanding that like for us back home, for, for us in Tunisia, we have like some issues with like um, electronic payments and all of that. Um, so it was always like a little hard to do that. Um, and I really appreciated schools that took that into consideration. You know, some schools just, waive that fee for you or they're like just don't send us the ct score just take pdf and send it to us you know just sort of that understanding and trying to accommodate the different um circumstances of the students is awesome and to that it's like you talk to actual people who will respond to you and you know be nice and understanding um and i think i think the main thing is like having the right people in the those roles at the schools um, like people who sort of have like an international perspective and an international experience and they can, and they know um, like, like what to allow and what to not allow. Cause you know, some students are gonna come up with really um, crazy demands um, that 
you know, should not be accepted. But some of them are gonna, you know, have really reasonable things um, that should be. So it's important to have the right people in those positions. After that, you know, just the process of writing the essays and it would be nice to like have, you know, like a pre-application phase where, you know, we could get maybe reviews from somebody in the school or something like that. You know, it doesn't have to be for everybody that applies, but it can be, you know, like a, a little service that some students get um, to like have their essay reviewed or something like that before they apply. Um, but also I think because of such like big cultural differences, I think it would be like awesome to have a, um, a person of contact. It doesn't have to be an employee per se. It can be just like a student that's at the school um, and you know, they get assigned to that, per, to that international student who's thinking of applying to that school and sort of like help them a little bit with their essay and like outlines and like what to do and whatnot. Because um, I think, again, like with such big cultural differences, people, some people don't know what like these essays are or like what they should look like. It's like all unspoken rules again, you know, like, like I have a lot of international friends. Some of them went to like IB schools and international schools and all of that. And they know, you know, they have like, there's the system that, that's in there to teach them what like the essays look like and everything. Um, some of my other international friends, they had no clue like including myself, I went to a public school in Tunis. Um, most things were taught in Arabic and in French. So it was like very new and like, like it was different language one. And it was like a completely different system of like grading and like valuing the, evaluating the, the, the students and their essays. And we didn't, we don't have like essay system back home so it's a very like um, new thing so i think having a little bit of support with that um, doesn't have to be like an employee from the college because realistically that's not feasible for all international students but it can be you know students international students and a lot of the international students are always looking for jobs you know <laughs> so that's definitely something that you know you would find people that would want to do that and also, in the process of application, I found difficult the part of the transcripts because we don't have that figure or know what that name in, in Colombia or in our countries. We call it in different ways. I think if, there, if the university is specific with that, that can also help a lot because some will also say that they can have it unofficial but certified or translated by a certified translator. So some will just let us translate it by ourselves and we'll want a translator that is certified. So it's a process that is very different and can take time and money. So that's also something to consider. Also in terms of asking us for like bank statements or like taxes and all those documents, they also take time, but they can also be confusing. In many cases, we don't have, as internationals, we don't have credit cards or any bank um, history that we can send or we don't have enough money that we can show as proof. So that's also something to consider. In terms of 
exams and like required tests that they want us to take. I saw that some universities in the website had like GRE requirements, but they said that they were like optional just because they were uh, during pandemic. But let's say it was already 2022 and I didn't know if it was still optional or not. So I think updating that information, but also being clear of how much you want on that GRE or how you want it, it's also useful and important. And finally, in the moment of when you are choosing which university and which offer you want to choose, I found that some universities reply to me within a month or less of my application. So I already knew if I made, made it or not, like, I don't know, by July or earlier, by April even. And all the universities took so long that when I when they replied, I was already in the process of just starting my my paperwork for the one that I chose. So I also think that when universities can accelerate the process and have answers earlier, also with the information clear about the financial aid, it's also help, it will help us choose that university because we are sure that we, we made it to that one and we are not waiting for the last minute to start all the paperwork because visa and other paperwork take a lot of time as well. Maybe one more point for pre-admission would be, you know, financial aid and all of the, you know, all of that process because it can be very like, stressful. Um, so it might be helpful to, you know, have have financial aid officers reach out more and like chat with the students because I, I personally didn't chat with any financial aid officers on like what to expect. I didn't know that that was a thing I could do and I didn't reach out. Um, and I think a lot of students at that age are shy and they're a little scared and you know they think that financial aid officers are like these you know scary people that <laughs> that have like the money and they like you know you have to be really good to get it or something like that but it really doesn't work like that it's just humans who are doing their jobs and um, you know they can sit down with you and explain to you what like what you can expect to get and all of that. You can just like have a normal conversation around that. So another like point that I found important and that helped me to feel like comfortable with the process was that my, the director of my program here at the university had some space to meet with me and my advisor from the Education USA. Uh, so we we had like an appointment, we connected in, in Zoom, and we talked about everything from the process of paperwork, admissions, money, financial aid, health insurance, all of that, to other things that are more like life, students' life-oriented, like how's the weather like in Nevada, or um, how much clothes I should bring, things like that. I did that with my advisor, with this university and with the other university that I was applying to and that I was like trying to choose between. And that was also very important because we, we got to see how much they were willing to help me once I came here. And like, because in both cases, I was not going to have 100% of the resources to be funded here. So I got to talk to them about that too and see how will they explain that to me in front of my advisor too. That was also very good because they, they were willing to have that time with me and my USA Education USA advisor. Great. Thank you. 
Ahmad, Jonathan, and Muhammad, we also want to hear about your experiences, your recommendations for U.S. school reps. What did U.S. schools do to assist you throughout your journey? My name is uh, Ahmad. I'm originally from Qatar. So in terms of my journey to the uh, admissions for, for universities, in the beginning, uh, I applied for four universities before I arrived to the US. Uh, I, I didn't put in my plans to arrive to the US and start applying for university. I was uh, put in my plans that I need to be accepted in university before I traveled. So I, I organized everything and made sure with, with my father because he was the most motivating part in being active every day and uh, finishing all the process uh, before traveling. So in terms of the visa, we, we worked that out uh, as, as fast as we can. If, if my memory doesn't uh, betray me, I, it took, I think, two weeks to uh, complete the uh, visa process. Then I, a week after that, I got the uh, acceptance letter from university. And the most helpful part with that university was the quick apply from that university, which helped me in completing the process. I am Jonathan Nave Carrasco, originally from Chile. Something that was really helpful and that I really appreciated was that once I was accepted into my university, they assigned me an advisor that was only for Latin American students. And I really appreciated that because she really helped me in the process between getting accepted and actually coming to the US. And whenever I needed some sort of help in regards to anything, I knew who I had to reach out to. I am Mohammed Tajdin. I am originally from Iran. I think it was sometime in October 2018 where when I got my admission letter. And it specifically stated in it was specifically stated in that letter that I needed to be in constant uh, communication and contact with my graduate coordinator. And uh, he was the he was my main point of contact in the university. So I kept uh, reaching out to him, sending emails to him whenever I needed some help and whenever I had a question and he was really, uh, really helpful and he would like reply to my emails like in less than like 10 minutes. It was very interest, very interesting. And um, at some point, like a couple of months uh, after that, when I when my graduate assistantship application was not approved and I started um, being in contact with uh, you, Amy, and ever since then, I have had the most support uh, throughout this whole process, which was really stressful for me. Like the whole process was very stressful, but having you, it really helped me along the, um, this whole path. And, and it was even more helpful uh, when my school got connected with my Education USA Iran advisor. Uh, and this connection between my uh, university and uh, Education USA Iran advisor uh, made it more uh, helpful because I had, uh, there was a time when I had some problem with my transcripts and I kept contacting and emailing my university. And I'm guessing that my emails like, kept getting lost in the pile of emails that they received. But uh, when I asked um, Amy to send them an email to like ask them to resolve that problem for me, I guess they 
um, paid more attention to uh, Education USA emails. So it really helped me and saved me and bought me a lot of time. Something that is very important for international students is their visa. And in my case, Education USA helped me a lot with that. They really prepared me to have the interview and they told me everything that I needed to know before going to get my visa. But that might not be the case for everyone. I was lucky enough to be part of Education USA, but I know for a fact that some people apply on their own and they don't have somebody that is very experienced in this. So maybe that's something that colleges could offer. Someone that can be there for international students to guide them through this visa process and someone that is able to answer all of their questions because getting a visa sometimes can be really, really complex. So it's really good to have someone that is knowledgeable about it. When it comes to the pre-departure period, something that is really helpful in my opinion is that some universities offer webinars specifically for international students. And they talk about what international students can expect once they get to campus. So that was very helpful. So for, for my pre-departure uh, to the US, uh, I was uh, pro provided with the WhatsApp uh, number that will, will take me to a group with the, with the Office of Admissions that like give us advice on what to do next, how, when are we going to meet for the orientation for the, our first time in the university and giving us, giving us information about uh, where is the buildings, what is this building for, uh, wh where we can find a place for activities. Uh, and this is, was this was very good uh, for me as a new international student. Well, as an Education USA advisor and a graduate student who once navigated the US education system, I resonate with your recommendations. Providing detailed program descriptions, conveying the US class atmosphere, clarifying financial aid opportunities, and involving individuals with international backgrounds are all crucial. Additionally, the role of Education USA and connecting the schools with Education USA advisors can significantly support a student's admission journeys. So now moving on the second section, let's discuss how schools can assist international students in adjusting smoothly to their life in the US. I touched upon earlier on the fact that parents really want to see how well supported students are when they come to your campuses, especially international students. And one of the things that I appreciated from my alma mater, I was doing a graduate degree, is even throughout the orientation, the first two weeks when we arrived on campus, we were told that I, I attended um, a very rigorous program um, and our student advisor immediately told us, okay, you all have two free counseling sessions per year, one free per semester. Um, everybody uses these, they're very helpful. There'll come a time throughout your admission journey when you will start feeling overwhelmed. Please note, everybody feels like this. It's not just the international students, it's also the US students. And we encourage you to use these services. I think this is more relevant than ever. Um, with the distance, with the pandemic, with the ongoing stresses, with the inflation, like I said, students might have a lot of challenges throughout their academic journey. 
Um, and I personally, whenever I meet with international students, I talk about how helpful it was for me to meet with a counselor. I think it was, I wouldn't say a running uh, joke, but it was, we always, in my graduate cohort, we would always say, how many counseling services sessions do you have left? Because I think everybody used their own. Um, and it was just immensely supportive to, to be able to talk to someone. Um, and for me to be able to see how much um, university cared. As international students, we may not realize that others are struggling too. Sometimes we feel like we're the only ones who are going through this experience. But then when somebody tells you, well, are you, um, are you keeping track with all of the tasks? Are you able to follow all of the classes? Have you been able to submit all of your assignments? And then when I was able to say, well, yes and yes, but I'm still struggling. I think it was good for me to hear, well, so is most of your peers. They're all struggling in your program and that's not unusual. So I think receiving this validation um, is super supportive for international students. And I would highly incur encourage um, US colleges and universities to kind of talk about the support that they provide, especially if, um, like I mentioned, this is a free service to international students. Like I think almost all of them have um, free counseling sessions and that it's perfectly fine to use them. Thank you, Gordana, for highlighting the importance of well-being and mental health for international students. I agree with you that the schools can play a crucial role in acknowledging this need and encouraging international students to seek help. So now let's hear from Jonathan and Omar. Um, any other resources you found helpful for easing your adjustment to a student life when you came to the US? Um, we have a very strong international students association um, and they work with uh, the OID office, the Office of Intercultural Development. Um, and they work together and they really make it so, so much easier for the students to um, ease their way into the school. Um, but I, I have friends who go to other schools who don't experience the same things. And um, I have like family members as well who, who go to other schools who don't have, who don't experience um, the, same, the same thing. Um, and I think it needs to be more official, like this international students welcoming or like easing process needs to be more official um like for us it certainly is to a certain extent but it's still like through the international students association so it's really um it really relies on individual people's efforts and we have a great team um and they're awesome but if it wasn't for that team i feel like it wouldn't be such a nice experience uh, it's not the school per se that pushes the, the the experience to be that way. It's more so the individuals that would like that experience to be that way. So I think one thing that schools can work on is, you know, um, put more efforts into that. Um, and like to this day for in my school, a lot of my friends, I made an international orientation and I've seen a lot of friends like a lot of great friendships happen in international orientation because. And something that I think is really good is that some universities offer an orientation week, but only for international students. In my case, I didn't get to have that because it was 
the first year coming back after COVID. So I couldn't have that week, but some universities do offer it. And I think it's amazing because international students get to experience campus and college life a little bit earlier, just like adjust. I think that's something every college should offer. Thank you for sharing more about these valuable resources. Excellent insights. Now in the final part of today's episode, let's hear Ahmad's recommendation and Vanessa's experience on how a schools can be instrumental in supporting international students' adjustment process. So for my study, for my departure to the US, uh, my, my most attention was to settle down, make sure that, okay, everything is going well with where, where I'm going to live. Then, okay, now let's go to the process inside the university. How, how am I going to apply for courses? What do I need? Is there anything missing? The people who I, I will keep contact with during my first, first semester or before I arrive. So these are was the most concerning point for me before I, I arrived to this. I, at least I wanted to have an idea that will give me a sense of comfort and understanding on how things will go. I think it's very important for the Office of Admissions is to keep contact with the students, especially after the, the, the first semester. And the second point, I think if it's possible for U.S. universities, for international students to provide like an accommodation for them until they figure out how, where they are going to stay, whether it was on campus or off campus, it could be that accommodation maybe can be for one day, two day, until the things can be much clearer for the student. Because for me, when I arrived to Kansas uh, State University, it was a little bit uh, stressful for me on managing between what I'm going to do in the universities and at the same time I'm trying to know where I'm going to stay because at that time I was staying in a hotel uh, looking for apartments and checking for what I'm going to do in the university so was, there was three parts to focus on and trying to not like forget or or miss something providing uh, accommodation for international students even if it was for a short time for the residents, be a very supporting thing. When I accepted my admissions, the university also provided me with a SIM card with the cell phone provided. So I just went to the OISS and they had like a package ready for me to, to be able to, to feel like I was, I don't know, you know, connected. Thank you, Gordana, Vanessa, Muhammad, Ahmad, Jonathan, and Omar for sharing valuable experience and insights with the EDGE. And to our listeners, thank you for listening to our Student Perspective episode. Do you have any feedback, questions, or ideas for our new episodes of the Education USA Perspective Series? Awesome! Email us at podcast at educationusa.org. The views and opinions of the EDGE podcast do not necessarily represent those of Education USA, US Department of State, or the US government.